Actually, it would have been nice. It would have taken a little trip up north. It would have been pretty cool. Instead, I hear my two kids down uh, stairs uh, in that, that studio. Peter Burns, Amber Wilson uh, here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Always presented by Progressive Insurance. You can give us a call on the CC call-in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. Adam Silver, if you want, you can give us a call as well. You are the commissioner of the NBA, and we would more than likely have you on at many times. Uh, because I wanted to ask him about this. He had this to say in a presser, talking about the status of the NBA and what's going on, not sometimes on the court, but off it. My view hasn't changed. Um, I don't know whether whether he requested a trade or demanded one, frankly. <laughs> um, but uh, look, we this needs to be a two-way street. Um, teams provide enormous security and guarantees to players, and the expectation is in return that they'll meet their end of the bargain. I'm realistic that there's always conversations that are going to go on behind closed doors between players and their representatives and the teams, but we don't like to see players requesting trades and we don't like to see it playing out the way it is adam or amber i i like adam silver i like him a lot I i feel like he has a good pulse i feel like he loves the game of the nba not as because he loves the paycheck or the notoriety that comes out of it i think he truly wakes up in the morning going how can we make our league better and i think this is something that continues to trend. Like, we wait to see if Kevin Durant, you know, wanting a trade. Kyrie, we were waiting for that. Donovan Mitchell's a little bit of a different example right now as he's looking to be perhaps traded. But that's more coming from the Jazz, knowing that they probably are in a rebuild mode more than anything. But what do you make of Adam Silver's comments there about, hey, you know, what can you actually change when these players are requesting these trades right after KD signed a deal? I think he's being a little bit more uh, commissioner of the league, leader of the league, looking at the interest of the league over the player there than than maybe you're giving him credit for. A lot of people do this with Adam Silver. Like we pile on uh, some of the other commissioners and some of the other sports, particularly Roger Goodell. uh, And we kind of pile on when they actually do what's in the best interest for the owners because, you know, we act like. Uh, that's not his job at times, and then, even though, of course, it is. And it's also Adam Silver's job, let's be real. And and it feels a little bit like that's what he's doing here, where, hey, honoring your contract, who is it good for? It's good for the owners, right? It's good for the league in that respect. I don't know if it is actually good for the sport necessarily from the fan perspective, and it's certainly not good from the player wait, perspective. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Why why not from a fan perspective? I don't care. I don't, I don't, I don't give a... You know what about the players? The players are right. making forty, fifty million dollars. Like they are not in the same level as you, me, and everybody else. But I'm very curious when you say uh-huh. I'm not sure. Sh- yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, listen, if you're worth forty, fifty million dollars, you're not slumming in on radio with Peter Burns. I guarantee you that, Amber. So you say I'm not sure if it's good for the fans. What do you mean by that? I'm not sure that them honoring their contract in this situation, when we take the Brooklyn Nets situation here, is actually the more interesting result, right? Like, yes, Kevin Durant recently signed a contract. He's got four years left on the deal. He could just stay there. He could make it work with Kyrie. Maybe Ben Simmons enters the picture, and they are in the number one market in the country, even if it's not the New York Knicks. But I also think that this scenario where we're talking about KD on the KD watch each and every day is actually probably overall good for the 
popularity of the sport. It's probably overall good from the fan mm. perspective. And then also just the NBA offseason, the drama that it has become, and this is helping the Donovan Mitchells and the Kevin Durants of the world wanting out with years left on their deals when they're stars and they're superstars. It's something that we rarely used to ever see in the NBA. And in this landscape of the NBA, it has made the NBA a year-round sport. It has made so many more NBA fans because of the drama of the offseason, kind I, of like the NFL offseason is starting to become more fun, too. Maybe I'm honorary because this is our four that we've been working together, and you're my third longest relationship now. But I, <laughs> I, and, and, but I look at this when I hear that, and I want you guys to weigh in on this. 888-SAY-ESPN. I feel like I love the Kevin Durant, oh, he signed a deal, I want to trade. But when I hear that, I hear it from, or I'm thinking about it as a media member, as a radio show host, as a person who does television, as a person who gives opinions. I love it because there's always, oh, what's the new drama with KD? What did he tweet? Who is he upset with? Where does he want to go? But I wonder if you love the NBA, if you're a fan. Do you like that? Do you, do you like the drama? Does that add to the intrigue of the league? Or are you over this? And you're just like, bro, you're making God-changing money, like generational money. You just signed a deal, and now you want out? I, I got to think that, that that hurts the league at some oh, I think point people- if you go in and out every single year about it. I think people pretend like they don't like it. Like you said, they pretend they all, you know, they act disgruntled. The players make so much, you know, forget about what they I want. Yaddy, yaddy. I ain't pretending. I, I, th- I think in real, I think in real life though, like the, the, fact is people tune in for like the reason we talk about it so much is because people tune into it right like that is Mm. what moves the needle not the other way around so it's the fan that's choosing what they want to hear about that's what they want us talking about because it is interesting it is drama it is like a reality television show it's a male soap opera in the nba and all of that in my opinion is good for the nba it makes it more fun and so if these guys enter long-term contracts given if you're not a fan of that specific team that they entered the contract with, then it makes it all the more interesting if you're just a general fan to look at that contract and think, hey, yes, that generational player, he might pretend like he signed up for the next four or five years, but hey, who knows? He might be on the move in too. And I think, honestly, all of that, Peter, adds to the excitement of the sport generally. Again, not good for the owners, and I think that's who Adam Silver was speaking for because from an owner perspective, of course you want those contracts uh, honored. Sure. Amber Wilson, Peter Burns here in for Canty and Carlin. Uh, hit us up. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776 on the CC call-in line. Because I am I am intrigued by that. Because I, 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 I hear what you're saying about, hey, it's 365. 366 on the days of the year in a leap year that, hey, there's something happening in a soap opera. But Adam Silver looks at this and goes, well, wait a minute. And if I'm Adam Silver, I'm kind of upset about this because I feel like the league is in such a good spot. you got John Moran with Memphis. You had Utah that was ripping. The Phoenix Suns. You have some of these non-marquee programs, i.e. the super uber teams. Hell, I mean, look at what Milwaukee did. Even Golden State winning that title. I felt like the NBA is in a good spot. And at this point, is the drama good? Riley in Georgia, thanks for joining us here on Canty and Carlin. What's up, Riley? What's going on? But so talk to me, man. How do, how do you feel about this? Are you, you team Amber on this, where it's good for the fans in the league, or are you team Burns here? Uh, I, I'm more uh, team Burns. I think uh, I think the players need to be a little more loyal. I don't know what happened to it. Uh, they don't want to uh, they don't want to honor any contracts anymore. If something bad happens, they want to trade. 
All right. So I, I, I thank you, Riley, for the phone call. Let's go to Scott in Baltimore. How you feel on this whole situation with players not honoring these contracts here, especially one year after they, they, they signed the deal? Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I got to be honest with you. I am so sick of the Kevin Durant of the world, et cetera. This kid, young man, comes across, you know, with this quiet, shy demeanor, comes from suburban Maryland, which is just south of where I, li- I come from, et cetera. And okay, because he's not a big mouth screaming, whatever, his goal is the same. He's a mercenary, okay? He's spoiled brat. He is, his signature and his bond and his word mean absolutely nothing. And if the owners capitulate, then, then Cy is, is an idiot. This kid mm. is signed for four more years. Play your four more years or retire, okay? If you don't want to play, don't play. But this stuff about demanding trades is crazy. And why would they acquiesce to this? At the very worst, you make him report. If he doesn't report, he doesn't get paid. You still have, and I'll, I'll grant, maybe they're not getting right now what they want in trade bait. But you have yeah. four years to entertain trade mm. bait. So maybe a team next year that's deficient and needs Kevin Durant. Maybe all of a sudden you get the trade bait then. Scott in Baltimore, thank you. And I want to take one more phone call in here super quick. Tony in South Carolina, what do you got for me real quick? Real quick, I got to tell you, I think it's going to depend on the age of your uh, of your fan. Older people are going to say, you know, if you if you sign a contract, you should be good for the for the contract. And the younger people, they don't care. It's a microwave generation. So let's have what I want, what I want now. It's kind of like what Durant and Irving are. Tony, I think it's spot on. I, I really, I really enjoy that um, that viewpoint. It's, it's also I mean, a shift in player empowerment. I mean, that's yep. the reality is that players are much more powerful today, right? I mean, it's, why would the Brooklyn Nets not just stick it to Kevin Durant and expect him to show up for the next four years, and then if he doesn't, whatever? It's because that's also not helpful to the Nets, right? And that's not helpful to their reputation for other superstars who might one day want to join that team. Guys entering the transfer portal in college football. It's guys going to play live golf instead of the PGA Tour. It's happening a lot right now. The NBA is not the only league that has to deal with it. All right, we continue to do about uh, or talk about this deal that's going on or potential deal for Donovan Mitchell. Little update? We'll tell you next. Peter Burns, Amber Wilson, Canty, and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Dan Carlin on ESPN Radio, not Canty nor Carlin. It's Peter Burns and Amber Wilson filling in for the boys. Always a show presented by Progressive Insurance. Mike Vaccaro, New York Post sports columnist, joining us right now. And Mike, I'm going to, me and Amber were debating about it. We were arguing. Uh, luckily, we're in different studios or to come to fisticuffs. And we talked about all of this. You know, Kevin Durant signs a deal, then all of a sudden I want to get traded out of it. And, and not necessarily is Katie right or wrong, but how fans and if whether or not this type attitude in in these type actions are good for the sport slash league where do you stand on that it's hard to say that it's good for the league because it just it further alienates a lot of fans who are already pretty alienated because of because of the way the players 
you know, honor or don't honor, honor their contracts and kind of make their demands uh, pretty well known. Um, look, it's 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 certainly not good for Nets fans because uh, as as uh, underwhelming as that partnership has been so far, it's still a partnership that you know under the proper circumstances and the proper context could yield something special if it ever was able to give them you know, time to breathe. Um, and so I, th- I think that's you know, really the saddest thing. Mets fans have worked a long time, a lot of years, to to have a team with this kind of potential. And so far they've been underwhelming. And, and now if we believe that the Mets are going to honor their Durant's request, you know, that window is kind of slamming shut. So not good for Nets fans that Kevin Durant wants out of Brooklyn. Fine. But Kyrie, there's reports now that a source close to Kyrie is saying that Kyrie doesn't actually necessarily want out of Brooklyn, that he hasn't himself requested a trade. Do you think that has any bearing on whether Kyrie stays? Do the Nets care what Kyrie wants at this point, or are they going to do just what's best for them? It's a great, great, great question, Amber. I think, they, I think, they're, I think they're, they're out of the mollify Kyrie business, to be honest with you. Hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, they, 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 they've done that for three years, and where, you know, what has it gotten them? Durant is clearly, you know, has always been the, the centerpiece of this. Now, if Durant, you know, told tomorrow he changed his mind, or if they weren't able to just swing a deal and kind of force him to come back, I think they would be able to live with that because Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure that they're willing to go out of the way to make sure that Kyrie Irving is happy anymore or whatever. Look, I mean, Worst comes to worst for Kyrie, he makes about $36 million this year. That's not a bad consolation prize. I think the Mets understand that better than anybody. Mike Vaccaro, New York Post sports columnist, joining Peter Burns and Amber Wilson here on Canty and Carlo on ESPN Radio. All right, Mike, so better better chance of happening. Durant playing out the entire season with the Nets or the Knicks being a top four seed in the East with Donovan Mitchell? Because you know that trade's <laughs> happening, right? I mean, that, that's a no-doubter. Yeah, I think that one iteration or another. I mean, I think the Knicks, the Knicks are going to do whatever they can to not have to include R.G. Barrett in that deal. Um, and I think that, that you know there, there are probably ways to get that done. Um, that said, I mean, I, I'm not sure that even even if they keep R.J. and even if they bring in uh, Mitchell, that that's going to vault them to the top four. It's going to make them better. And that's what when you're the Knicks, that's what you're looking to do because it's been now 25 years of of waiting till next year or the next couple of years or. It's it's uh, you know so I, I actually it's better there's better odds you're going to see Kevin Durant in that uniform next May than the, the, the Knicks playing in next May, but uh, it's uh, you know I, I do think and I wrote this today that acquiring Mitchell is the kind of thing that the that, that the Knicks have to do in terms of proving they you know they 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 intend to be bold about trying to improve their lot life because right now what they're destined to with the roster they have is be on the NBA treadmill of 35 to 42, 43 wins every year. And that's death in the NBA because you're not bad enough to get a high draft pick and you're not uh, good enough to be contending. And uh, that's the last place you want to be, but that's exactly where the Knicks and this roster are as of today. So, Mike, there's a Knicks angle of this Donovan Mitchell story. There's also a Nets angle to this Donovan Mitchell story. I mean, would it be crazy for them? I know it would probably be a massive deal and include Kevin Durant and multiple teams and and whatnot. And I know Ben Simmons is a problem with the rookie extension if they were to trade straight up for Donovan Mitchell. But is there a chance that the Nets are also in pursuit here of Donovan Mitchell? I think the Nets are are in pursuit of anything that can yield (laughs) the best deal for them going forward. I mean, you know, I think I think even if you gave Sean Marks truth serum, his best case scenario would be for Kevin Durant to wake up tomorrow and say, you know, I've changed my mind, I'm happy here. Short of that, um, you know, the, you, know, you just need to 
to, to make sure you maximize the halls. That's with Utah. That's with you know Miami. That's with anybody who's out there who's, who's a suitor. Because really, the, the, the worst option to me is an unhappy Durant in Brooklyn next year. Um, he's enough of a professional where he'll still perform, but you just don't want that situation. You never want a situation where you feel like you're forcing any player to play, much less your best player, much less one of the best players on the planet. No doubt that it's a damn good beat always to be on, especially when these things are happening right there in the Gotham City. Mike uh, Vaccaro, our New York Post sports columnist, joining us here on Canty and Carla. Mike, we appreciate the time, man. Great talking to you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting, right? I mean, think about just the basketball history in that city and the fact that both of them are taking center stage right now with blockbuster deals perhaps to be made. Peter Burns and Amber Wilson, we asked you, 888-SAY-ESPN, I want to get one more of these phone calls on. I see Tony, Sean, Andre, and some more on hold. Uh, Sean in Texas, uh, where do you stand on this? And we talk about some of these different players often out like Kevin Durant. Well, as a fan, it makes me kind of sick because they expect us to be loyal to them, but yet they are loyal to the teams we root for. And it, it just goes it, – it's a vicious circle. I mean, I'm a big Laker fan, and I was a Laker fan before Braun. I'm a Laker fan with Braun. But I lost interest because of who Bront is and how he plays, how he switches from team to teams. Mm. Sean, thank you so much for the phone call. So you're calls. not, a, as a Lakers fan, though, he's yeah. not grateful that LeBron comes to his team and, and wins a championship there. He would have preferred LeBron to stay in Cleveland his entire career. Like, as a Miami Heat fan, I'm like, hey, boss, thanks for those four years. Like, thanks for the, the two championships. I really appreciate your time, any of it that you wanted to give to me. I'm not going to knock LeBron for changing teams. And again, if we look at the LeBron story, Peter, I know we always say this. Like, we pretend mm. that we want these players to just stay with the franchise. Obviously, if you're a Cavs fan, you wish that LeBron was there his entire career, except for from a regular NBA perspective. Isn't the LeBron story more interesting that he's done it in three different places? And isn't overall that better for the NBA that he's been in three different markets? I mean, I go back and look at it. I love the fact that Tim Duncan won every single one of his in one uniform. Never wearing twenty one and in you know in the silver and, and black. I mean, in, in San Antonio when I grew up watching those and on Ticket Seven Sixty and WAI Twelve Hundred. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's different ways to 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 view it right now. I'm even more curious about how Warrior fans would feel about Kevin Durant because you know it almost felt like it kind of cheapened their titles because they were such a home-bought team. More your phone calls on this, all right? So the Kevin Durant asking for a trade, better for the league, better for you as a fan? Do you hate it? Do you love it? Do you understand it? 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Peter Burns, Amber Wilson, in for Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, always presented by Progressive Insurance. Peter Burns, Amber Wilson. Tweet us at Amber W Sports. Myself at Peter Burns ESPN. Or give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN is the phone number. Is We are still awaiting news on whether or not Donovan Mitchell, like... 
Does he are is he already picking out places in New York, Amber? Or because you know he doesn't have a real estate so agent in Miami because that's not happening. Works. It's happening. Danny Ainge right now is sitting there just trolling Pat Riley just to see how long he can take the joke just to get a little payback on him and try to sweeten the deal. And Mitchell will be a Nick. That's not official yet, but I'm calling my shot. By the way, ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get multi policy discount. By combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Amber, you brought up a fascinating thing earlier today about Kevin Durant. And you said you know, him asking for a trade about does it help or hurt fandom of this league. And you came from the angle of what? I came from the angle that I actually don't think that it hurts the league. If anything, I think that some of this player empowerment helps the league. Now, I know fans aren't going to admit it because I do think fans, particularly old school fans, are going to do what a lot of our callers have done so far, Peter, where they're like, oh, get off my lawn and honor Back the contract. Day, right? Back in my day, player Well, that's, uh, that's actually me. Jordan I'm saying that as well. Jordan would have never left, even though Jordan did leave. He left the entire sport, but I digress. Uh, but that's what a lot of people say. The reality is, though, I think these players leaving teams sometimes ends up being the far more interesting story. I don't know if it actually is harmful to anybody other than Brooklyn Nets fans, fine. But if you're not a Brooklyn Nets diehard, if Kevin Durant signs a deal and then a year later ends up wanting out of that team and controlling his own destiny, I don't really know if ultimately that is bad. I mean, you mentioned it. You're like, oh, I'd love to see John Morant play his entire career in Memphis. What have you got to see Kevin Durant go to Memphis and play alongside John Morant? Like, tell me that would be bad for the league. Come on. Um, he would tweet something about his legacy. I know, I know. I guarantee you that. Um, Andre I think Jaw, Jaw would be like, I could, I could take it to. Isn't it Jaw that just recently said he could take it to Michael Jordan? Well, well definitely. Him? Yeah, so that was the Confidence. fake uh, quote that came out there. No but uh, if you want a John Morant real video, go look at the one of him going to a diner and, and tipping $500 to a lady and the lady going crazy. Uh, it was like super cool that Jaw did over in the Memphis area. Andre is uh, down the road from uh, Memphis. He's in Louisville. All right, Andre, how do you feel about the, the whole player movement thing? Well, first of all, I'm again I'm from the state of Kentucky, and we don't have a lot of NBA teams. And so, we, for myself, I follow a lot of the Kentucky fans. But to answer your question, to me, it's 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 not that easy because, you know, the people who watch the NBA and make the money, you have the owners, of course, but I mean, you have the fans who buy tickets. You have the fan that has, you know, suites. You have regular fanatics who watch the league and. And I think that those particular fans are going to be frustrated with, um, you know, all of these demanding the teams, the players change and all that. Of course, you have the fans that you talked about for your show that makes it interesting to, to listen to. But I don't think those are the fans who are going to be turning on the TV and, and creating that that wealth for the NBA and the players by watching the game at nine o'clock at night. I think those are the fans who are really just in for the drama and for the, you know, but not the ones who are really going to create income for the NBA. Here's the thing, Peter, if Andre was right and Andre, I really appreciate the call, but if Andre was right, 
the popularity of the league would be declining and the popularity of the NBA, it is exponentially more popular today than it was in the 1980s, this era that you guys larken back to uh, with more player loyalty. Yes, the players are more empowered today. Fans pretend like they're annoyed by it. They also tune in in far greater numbers than they ever did back then. It's why those players are more empowered, frankly, and why those players make so much more money than they did back then. Because it's television, right? And and drama brings, I mean, listen, drama brings a bunch of people to the table, okay? If you just had a bunch of nice guys doing the ni- right, real nice things, guess what? You still would love sports. You probably would it would feel better about it, how you like it in your relationship with sports, but that's not what happens right now. You love the nice guy doing nice things, though. You referenced Tim Duncan earlier, right? I, I, I'm, I'm partial to, to the big fundamental. I am. <laughs> but I also like chaos as well, too. Uh, right. Also like living in Louisiana when I did that. Tony is in Louisiana. Thanks for joining Peter Burns and Amber Wilson here on ESPN Radio. What up, Tony? How are you doing, guys? Good afternoon. Good afternoon, man. Yeah, my big thing is if people are going to demand to be traded out of a deal that they signed the contract in, then an owner should be able to opt out due to poor poor performance or be able to have a sliding scale. Be like, look, I paid $140 million for a 28-8-8 guy. You're giving me 23-4, and four, so I'm going to give you 60% of what you got coming. <laughs> now, if you want, you know, if it's not due to injury, it's just due to bad performance. Of course, that's going to be a clause you have to include in, but otherwise – you sign the deal, just do the four years and then be a free agent and let the bidding wars begin. I mean, there is some of that. In fairness, Peter, there is some of that. There are incentive clauses in these contracts. And let's be really clear. We act like this is some rampant problem in the NBA. There's how many players in the league that have this kind of power that Kevin Durant has? Like, the majority of the entire roster on the Brooklyn Nets are honoring their contracts. How many would you say of... Of the of it's the league, how many how many guys the right top now? Top point one percent of one so percent is what we're talking about. I mean, we're, we're talking, talking five so, players, five players, talking, right? Like we're talking so few players. I mean, we're talking mm. about the Donovan Mitchell trade. Nobody's saying Donovan Mitchell over here is like wielding all this power. It seems like him and Utah are on the same page, right? Like it's not the same situation as Kevin Durant with four years left on his deal asking out of Brooklyn. And we think that Brooklyn's going to acquiesce even though they don't have to, to Durant. Yeah. It's such a limited number of players uh, that would yield that kind of power. So and that, that brings up an intriguing point because then is the question, all right, and it's much like politics as well too, right? We hear about the 5% on the right that are crazy, the 5% on the left that are crazy. Well, all right, is it – but those are the headlines that we have, so we just assume, well, everybody's crazy in politics. And then are we looking at it through the lens of when we turn on ESPN television or we turn on – we get on our phone and Twitter or listen to us on radio, if the only thing we're talking about is Kevin Durant and then – then all of a sudden that becomes a reality, right? That, that becomes our reality or a fan's reality. It's like, oh, these players don't care. Because I hear that from an older generation. Like my dad, like he doesn't like the NBA any longer. And I go, why don't you like the NBA? Like we grew up uh, in San Antonio. We loved it. And he goes, oh, well, you know, the players now. And, and the same reason why I don't think I'll like college football. And I'm like, I'm not quite sure if that's the same thing. But it is. The players the don't want to honor their contract. It's, it's a player. It's yeah. a player on the Brooklyn Nets, right? And, it, and that's it. All the other guys have to honor their contracts because they have no choice. They have no other option. Maybe they wouldn't if they had the option. Only guys named Kevin Durant have the option. If you have extreme talent, you people will go extreme measures to make you happy. 
I'm not one of these people that have that talent, therefore I make nobody happy. Peter Burns, <laughs> Amber Wilson here. Uh, more of your phone calls coming up. And next, also, Aaron Judge. I love what he decided to do about the Home Run Derby. We'll talk about it next here on ESPN Radio. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. I love Aaron Judge, not only because he hits home runs, but because he doesn't hit home runs. Let me explain this. Peter Burns, Amber Wilson here on ESPN Radio. I saw a lot of people giving Mike, uh, or Aaron Judge a lot, of, a lot of flack, right? Saying, oh, you know what? It's the same deal. Like, LeBron doesn't do the slam dunk contest, right? And why aren't you doing the home run derby? Am I wrong here, Amber? And often I am. Yes. In th- I don't <laughs> even know where you're bl- going. Blanket. I just, yes, I love yes. it. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. What? Okay. Um, and the fact of the selfish thing for Aaron Judge would be to be in the home run derby. Now hear me out, right? Like this would be selfish of him. Like he's got it rolling right now. The Yankees are playing incredible baseball. And if all of a sudden, if Aaron Judge gets banged up, that could be, A, the rest of the run for the Yankees this year the rest of the second half of the season in which he's putting up monster numbers, which is going to even inflate to his second contract, like is the risk worth the reward to go in there and do some self-grandizing, you know, home run derby for like Aaron judge, you, my friend are making the right call of not being Get in the home banged run derby. up. It's batting practice. Get banged up. What are we talking about? Even with the, Dunk contest what in the NBA. What if we took one to the face? What if we took one to the ankle? Injury. That what oh, if we took a seventy mile an hour so heater ridic- right to the Achilles? So much ridic- and it pops. This is so all kinds of ridiculous. What if he does it in batting practice? Like this is so much silly. Aaron Judge is not participating in the home run derby because Aaron Judge is afraid of losing the home run derby when he's on a record pace for home runs this season, when he's having the best season of his career so far, when he's in a contract year where he's about to try to stick it to the New York Yankees. That's why Aaron Judge isn't participating in the home run derby. You're saying Aaron Aaron Judge is backing out for the home run derby because he's afraid of the competition? Because he can't lose the home run derby. There's no upside here for Aaron Judge. It's funny because Chris Carlin on this show had actually said to me when we were doing this show on Monday, he had said that he thought Aaron Judge needed to do the home run derby to help him raise his star power above the pinstripe. So if he wants to leave the Yanks after this year, then he Mm -hmm. could bring that star power wherever and really truly be the face of baseball. I don't think that there is actually any upside if he had agreed to do this home run derby. All it would do is hurt him if he lost it. If he won it, great. But if he lost it, it would take something away from this historic season that he's having, Peter Burns. I tell you what, Aaron Judge is going to be a Yankee after this year. And every single opportunity he does, it's just a matter to get more and more money. He wants more and more suitors just like the Utah Jazz want more and more suitors for Donovan Mitchell right now because competition all of a sudden brings out a whole heck of a lot more dollars and cents. And Aaron Rodgers has a lot of it. Or Aaron Judge and Aaron Rodgers as well. Both of those guys have a lot <laughs> of money both in rich. their pocket. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Kenny and Carlin, ESPN Radio, always presented by Progressive Insurance. Peter Burns, Andrew Wilson, arguing as always, and I do enjoy that. A special thank you to Tim McMahon, Heather Dinich, Jonas Schaefer, Chris Carlin, Tony Grossi, and Mike Vaccaro, who all joined us earlier today. I thought out of the, what, six guests we had, I thought four of them were brilliant. You want to name them? Name names. No, I'm not going to name that. I just want those. <laughs> I just want that to get back to them. Terrible? to for to just think, oh, one definitely was really bad. If you missed the bad guest, why don't yes. you guys, if you miss any of the show, check out the podcast on the ESPN app. Search for Canty and Carlin. Let us know who was the bad one. I'm we'll leave get it a up text to you. from you every guess. single one of these people going, was it me? I'm not going to answer that question. I am going to answer your phone calls. 888-SAY-ESPN. Peter Burns, Amber Wilson. We've been talking about it, right? Kevin Durant. Man, give me the money. Show me the money. He gets the money from the Nets, and he's like, show me the trade. He wants it. He wants out of Brooklyn, are you sick of it? Do you like the player movement? Is it good for you as a fan, for your fandom of the sport? Mike is in Arizona. Talk to me. Hey, guys. Good afternoon. So I I like to think of myself as a pretty self-aware person, and I think if most of these fans who were upset about this movement were honest, they would also admit that your opinion probably depends on who you're a fan of. For an example, as a Miami Heat fan, I am not upset about player uh, player empowerment if it ends up bringing KD to Miami. (laughs) Now, is the Venn diagram between people who are upset about it and Nets fans a circle? Maybe. That's just my two cents on it. Vantage point of teams does matter here, Peter. I was going to say, yes. And I I appreciate Mike in Arizona. Anytime somebody uses a Venn diagram and then explains it a little bit is fantastic (laughs) because I love the Venn diagram uh, example. But, Amber, you're you're a Heat fan, right? I I mean, and you've lived through that with LeBron. So I think that's also why you skew that way, and it's a product of kind of your sports upbringing to a certain extent, right? Well, yeah, but I mean, and I guess, perhaps. I mean, I, you know, we feel like Dwayne Wade was our guy, although he had a weird stint there, uh, and, and even in freaking Cleveland. I mean, he had some weird stuff go on there uh, the last few years. You make it sound like he had a career. fling. However, like, oh, I mean, you know, the little Cleveland thing that happened. Cleveland, yeah. to reunite with a little what? what were we doing? And the Bulls, and what were we doing? Anyways, but, so, yes, I, it's nice when your star, your superstar is with your franchise for a significantly long period of time, if you're a fan of that franchise. Peter, what I was saying was from the perspective of just a regular old NBA fan. Obviously, if you're a Brooklyn Nets fan, I do not expect you to like what's happening here with Kevin sure. Durant. I'm or talking maybe about you're ready to get rid of Durant. <laughs> right. And, and obviously if you're a Heat fan or a Phoenix Suns fan or the two teams on his list, then of course you're going to like it. I'm not, I'm not trying to speak from that perspective. I'm saying like, if you're just a general basketball fan, you should like the chaos. It makes the whole sport so much more interesting. This is an off season where we are quite literally talking about Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Donovan Mitchell potentially yeah. all being available right now via trade. Those are three unbelievable players with what other than Kyrie who's on expiring deal. I mean, two of those guys have years left on their you're, contracts. It's right. Remarkable. You're selling the idea in the currency of hope, right? And so you're you're but but it's a fake hope because 
is Sacramento in the in the mix right now? Is Indiana in the mix right? Like I mean, like these teams are not going to get involved. Although There's a Aiton's finite in amount of teams, that are, a, a, a teams that are going to be involved in landing Kevin Durant. Like right, see- well. And part of that's, again, the KD factor of, you know, he wants to go where he wants to go, and he's such an unusual player. But, I mean, as the story, like, take the Donovan Mitchell angle, because he's slightly lesser player, obviously. I mean, is Donovan Mitchell, is the story more interesting to you if he stays in Utah? Because, man, have we seen that story. And we've seen it time and time again. And great, they they might win in the regular season, although harder now without Gobert. I mean, is that particularly interesting to you? As just like a regular fan. I honestly, I feel pure as a human element on the earth if Donovan Mitchell stays with the Jazz. But then the part of me as a Sports Talk Radio Show host is like, please, Lord, give him to the Knicks because right. I want to be, I want the Knicks to be good. Like, if for no other reason, I want the Knicks to be horrendously bad or really good. In between is absolute purgatory and I have no time for it. Dennis no, is I, North- I want I want him, well, first of all, I obviously want him to come to the Heat, but if he wasn't, I want him to go to the Knicks and the Knicks somehow still be bad. Like, that would be just beautiful. <laughs> That's so Sorry, long. Shannon Penn. <laughs> Dennis in North Carolina. What's up, Dennis? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Hey, listen, you know, um, these guys work for a living like anybody else. I support KD and the rest of them and anybody else who wants to move from employer to employer and be able to control their own destiny in life. I got no problem with that. They they mm. work like like we all work. So that so people shouldn't have a problem with that. And if and if and if fans don't like it, well then I guess they just don't have to go to the games and they just don't have to watch them play, but but these guys should be able to do that. Yeah, Dennis, thank you for the phone call. What's interesting about that is that I wonder and what you're saying, hey, just stop tuning in. But that's exactly what Adam Silver is worried about right now, Amber. That's what he brought up yesterday in the presser saying, listen, we need to address this with the Player Association and the owners about guys signing long-term deals and then immediately asking for a trade. And that's... Well, and that's the soundbite that kicked off this conversation. But again, I don't think Adam Silver was worried about fans not tuning in because realistically fans are going to tune in. If Kevin Durant goes to Phoenix, you know, they're going to tune in to watch that Suns team. I mean, they're going to tune in. I don't think it hurts the sport from that perspective. I think he's being the keeper of the owners there. Uh, Mm. Again, Adam Silver works for the owners, just like Goodell works for his owners. So for some reason with Adam Silver, we get a bit lost with that picture because he, he tends to be a commissioner who has a good relationship with the with the NBA PA as well. Uh, real quick, Andrew in Los Angeles, can you give it to me in about 20 seconds? What do you got on it? Yeah, hi guys. Thank you for taking my call. Yeah, I mean, you got to wonder what in the world is Durant's objective? I mean, he just moves from team to team. You know, it's like, oh, great. We're excited about Brooklyn. Then he leaves Brooklyn. We were happy about Golden State winning a yeah. championship. Then he leaves Golden State. I don't think it's great for the league overall because, you know, what, what do you have hope wise if you're yeah. a small market fan? And, and luckily, you know, you, a Giannis-type player comes to your team, and then all of a sudden, what, two years later, they're going to request a, a trade? Andrew, it's a, it's, a, it's a fantastic point. And again, it's the very rare cases that you have in Milwaukee or a San Antonio, those smaller markets that do actually win it all. But it makes it that much sweeter, and it gives us something to talk about. Amber Wilson, thanks for covering us and carrying us today. I'm Peter Burns. This has been Canty and Carly on ESPN Radio. Glad to, to hear that the old. 